Chris Campbell, chief policy strategist at Kroll, after that big jobs report, the one that was so eagerly awaiting, we got it. Um, we saw more jobs added. We saw unemployment on the rise. Wage growth is still a thing. Um, you tell me, what were your thoughts? Uh, it's it's a kind of a mixed bag, unfortunately. I, I think that it's good that there a lot of people have jobs, but the reality is, is that because people a lot of people have jobs, the Federal Reserve is probably going to have to be a lot more uh, aggressive in what they're and what they're going to do to tamp down inflation. So they actually need that job, the unemployment number to rise, unfortunately, yeah. and, and to bend that inflation curve. And so that probably means you know additional rate hikes coming. Uh, and, and probably paying for the average, Ameri the average American family. Yeah, you know, it's interesting too, is that there are some folks who are in the camp that you can actually ha take down inflation without causing higher unemployment. Where's the disconnect? I mean, how bad does it need to get, do you think? Well, I mean, I, that's, that's a very potent question to ask, and it's, yeah. the, the answer may be, may be quite alarming. Uh, you know, I really don't know. I, I mean, obviously, everyone, and, and of course, we are hoping it's a very right. shallow, uh, short uh, uh, correction. But I, you know, I, we think it's probably going to be 12 to 24 months, and could could be quite deep. But you know, I, as you know, Nicole, I used to I was the Assistant Secretary of the U.S. Treasury, worked with Jay Powell while I was there, um, and you know, I guess there there's a significant challenge ahead. Uh, and you know, I think policymakers, both on the monetary side and fiscal side, have their work cut out for them over the next you know two years. Yeah, when we look at the economic policy, I mean, can monetary policy do this alone without fiscal policy? I think that's a, a big story, you know? Can it be working independently? And Jay Powell actually sort of took the blame. Yeah, look, I think I think the unfortunate reality right having Washington right now is you have the fiscal side and the monetary side literally running into each other, yeah. where, where Jay is doing everything he can to tighten tighten policy and, and to raise rates. Right. And Washington, the Congress, and the, the administration continue to spend money, right? So like they're causing inflation, he's trying to tamp it down, right. and it's a real, it's a real juggernaut, it's a real challenge they have. And you know, I so respect your service to our country, and I'm Thanks. so glad that we have this big picture view here. And the truth of the matter is that when you had a lot of it much needed, right? So much money given out during COVID. I mean, that certainly was part of the cause of inflation. Like there's, it's unmistakable. Right? It's, it's unavoidable and unmistakable. You know, like look at looking back, the U.S. The US government did shut down the economy, so they, they probably had, they, and they ha probably rightly had a role in making sure the American businesses, the yeah. PPP program and other other programs they rolled out, you know, were able to, to survive. But the reality is, you know, like it's just, you know, we need to now cautiously slow down uh, government spending and and cautiously as, a, as Americans uh, around the kitchen table talk mm -hmm. about sp saving more, spending less. And uh, we need to we need to bend this inflation curve. Yeah, and I know you said American families should really get ready for more difficult times in our economy. What would that mean to American folks? What does that mean? Look, I think if you know we have uh, uh, unfortunate, perhaps one of the realities facing us is that you know like gasoline is uh, is on the rise again. Yeah. Um, food is not going to be on the rise again. So again, if we keep, continue to see inflation rise, but jobs uh, jobs slow. Uh, you know, like we, we saw this back in the 1970s. It was called stagflation, right? So mm -hmm. the, the, the economy shrinks and contracts, but right. inflation continues to grow, which means the average American family has to make really difficult decisions about either to spend money on clothing, food, gas. You know, what, where do they cut back? Medicine, right? So it's really impossible uh, questions they're going to have to ask uh, around the kitchen table. And you know, like, and I, we all have amazing, amazing sympathy for it.
It's interesting too. I mean, now um, as people are looking at their investments and they're seeing obviously their wealth has come down, whether it's in 401ks or they had bonds or even the the value of their home has dropped. Yeah. So. Um, you know, you have the, the sort of the disconnect. You have the folks that are worried about paying for gas and food. And then you have the others who are also feeling badly because they've lost, they can't live off their interest anymore, things like that. Um, at the same time, I am hearing people talking about CDs again. Rates are on the rise. That could help savers a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, there's, there, there are definitely prudent, safe uh, investment strategies that people can employ in, in these difficult times. You know? right. And I think that there's, you know, bonds and other, and other CDs and even savings accounts, perhaps, you know, maybe maybe a better way. A lot of fr friends I know that are, you know, are, are heavy cash right now. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it was basically a triple bear market. I mean, you couldn't, you didn't make money in cash or bonds or equities. I mean, there was really nowhere to hide. Um, that being said, the big picture, we're, we're less than a week away from midterms. You know, does that play into our economy at all in decision making going forward? Yeah, look, I think there's, you know, I think that Unfortunately, I think that our friends in the Middle East are, are playing a bit of politics uh, by restricting oil supply, mm -hmm. drive, thereby driving up in, uh, uh, gas prices. But there's, you know, inflation certainly is on the on the mind of almost every American voter. It is the number one thing that's pulled on right now. Right now, yeah. and I believe that's actually going to cause a significant change coming in, this, in DC in, in six in six days. Right. And the recession, I mean, you know, the question is, were we, are we in a recession? What's the technical definition? I almost don't even think people care anymore. They just really would like to know that they're going to have a job. And even that seems uncertain at this time because unemployment's going to be on the rise, right? By definition, if the, the, the Fed's doing its job right, unemployment is going to rise. Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's, it's almost unavoidable. Right. Now the question is, you know, is was there is there a possibility of a soft landing and that kind of that, that unicorn everyone talks about? I think even that the Chairman Powell now recognizes in his last press conference that that's probably unrealistic. And so now we're we're you know, we're facing some really difficult challenges ahead. And, and again, the chairman, I always take the chairman as word. You know, mm -hmm. Like when he when he spoke at Jackson Hole, he said that there was you know, yeah. there's pain ahead, and I believe there is. Right. You know, he said it's premature to think about a pause um, until it's done. That's how long it's going to take. Um, we're going to have slower, longer and have a higher rate at the end of this story and this picture. In the meantime, he said certain things are causing inflation. I mean, he I mean, we have some of the things that we've talked about. Right. We see energy. But he said supply demand imbalances causing inflation. Um, what's going on in Ukraine is causing inflation. China. There's um, there's a lot of worries. You mentioned China. Japan has been something a lot of my guests have been really concerned about. I mean, this is a global story. No question. Right. And actually, most of those things you just named are outside of his control and outside yeah. of Washington's control in general. Right. So, yeah. I mean, we, we have no say of what's going to happen in Russia, Ukraine. I mean, if China, you know, is, becomes aggressive against Taiwan, or, or if they're China's zero COVID policy, which, yeah. is, which is significantly constraining supply, all of those things are outside of our control, right? Yeah. So, so it's it's a very very complicated and very delicate balance balancing act that Federal Reserve and, follow, and federal policymakers have to make. Chris, you were the perfect guest to have on today. Thank you so much for being here. It's really great to see you. Thank you very very much, Chris Campbell, Chief Policy Strategist at Roll. Thanks for being here.